All right, let's do this. Farzi Masukin here with you after one hell of a Sunday night football game between the Chiefs and the Patriots. Uh, man, the nation was in for a great game. Everyone got a great game. NBC got one hell of a game. And you know NBC is pretty happy for scheduling the Chiefs for another Sunday night football game. Two weeks in a row, you're getting the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, man, I, I know what everyone's thinking. I, everybody, people, when you see the Chiefs start off like this, 2003 and 2013, uh, 9-0. 2010, 3-0. Last year, 5-0. Last team in the NFL to lose a game those years. Now, the Chiefs were not the last game in the NFL to lose a game this season, but pretty darn close. The last team in the AFC, and when you have that kind of run, you you just have the thoughts in your head of going undefeated or not losing for a very long time. So, uh, this loss hurts quite a lot, uh, especially when it comes this way this late in the season. Uh, A lot of people just just have that high expectation, and I get it. Everyone's upset right now, but... Man, uh, there are so many positives and negatives to take from that Sunday Night Football game. One hell of a game, and I'll tell you what. uh, If you're like me and you thought that there was no chance the Chiefs would come back in the second half, boy. uh, You talk about the Chiefs uh, having a big lead and not being safe with it. We've Recently now, we're seeing it the other way around where the Broncos... They blew that lead against the Chiefs in the second half. The Patriots, at one point, actually blew the lead against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs were dominating, and at one point, it was 24-6 in the second half. Just a second-half score. Uh, But, man, uh, the Chiefs just fell short in this football game. One hell of an effort by the Chiefs. And, again, I know we're going to go over positives and negatives, and so much can be said about the defense. We're going to talk about all of that in just a moment, facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. That is the Facebook page. Give it a like. Follow me on Facebook. As always, thank you to everyone who joined me for the Facebook Live videos at halftime and after the game. A great turnout, as always, for those who joined in on the discussion, whether you just watched or you commented. Appreciate all of you guys who joined in for the Facebook Live videos. We'll do that again, as always, uh, next week, Sunday night, when the Chiefs and Bengals play. Uh, by the way, two teams both coming off a big loss, and they're both going to fight hard to try to rebound, and they need to. Uh, they're both fighting for top seeds in that AFC right now in the early goings of the season, so you know both teams are going to come prepared Sunday night, and this time it's going to be at Arrowhead, so we'll discuss that later in the week. Twitter.com slash Farzine21, that is my Twitter account. Follow me on Twitter. Also send me an email, Farzine at FarzineVesugian.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And speaking of uh, the podcast, later this week, we will have Russell Baxter, who has written for so many media outlets over the years, Sporting News, Bleacher Report. In fact, I don't even have it in front of me. I, I completely forgot who he's with right now, but he's with so many different media outlets, and he's been on so many different national radio stations giving his analysis on things. He is going to be on the podcast on Thursday, so be on the lookout for that later this week when we preview the game between the Chiefs and Bengals. Russell Baxter will join us on the Chiefs on podcast later this week. Chiefs lose. First game of the season, they uh, they fall, falling to the New England Patriots on the road in Foxborough. And look, uh, I, I looked at NFL Pick Watch. I told you guys uh, on the episode last week, uh, the preview uh, podcast, that 67% of national pundits were picking the Patriots to win. That dropped to 60, I want to say 64 or 63% Sunday morning. Now, the Patriots were still favored to win, but that has to be the lowest 
than I've ever seen the Patriots be a favorite to win uh, in any game, home or away. Uh, you know the Patriots are always going to be the, the betting favorites in any game. And, and as far as predictions go, they'll always get a majority of the predictions their their way to be favored to win. Uh, not that the players or the, the coaches care for that matter, but fans obviously do. Fans always look into that kind of stuff. Fans always want to know the, uh, the what the uh, predictions are going to be, especially when you have uh, that wide of an... Uh, of a, um, of a set right there to basically go off of. Uh, and NFLPickWatch.com does exactly that. Gather all the uh, national pundits and their predictions from all these different media outlets nationally. So uh, you had that right there. A lot of people thought that uh, the Chiefs do have a fighting chance in Foxborough. And I think part of that could be how Patrick Mahomes has looked this season. And the other uh, part of it could be because of the fact that the Chiefs under Andy Reid have had a lot of good luck against this Patriots team in the regular season. You look at uh, under Andy Reid, uh, the three times the Chiefs and Patriots have played, the Chiefs have scored 40 points every single time. You just don't see teams do that against a team like the Patriots. And, uh, you know, I don't know what it is uh, under Andy Reid. Uh, what exactly he knows about this Patriots team that other coaches maybe can't figure out. But there's always something about it. And uh, props to Andy Reid uh, for getting this offense ready. Uh, and by the way, I think Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit in this football game. I know the Chiefs did not come away with a win. But I want to know what that halftime speech was. I want to know what he said. Because whatever he said, the Chiefs wasted little time coming up. First, I mean, they got the football to start off the second half. And boom, uh, throwing that pass to Kareem Hunt downfield. And then three touchdown passes to Tyreek Hill. That second touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. The one that took the lead for the Chiefs. That gave the Chiefs the lead. Uh, boy, it looked like he was going for uh, Kareem Hunt, but Tyree Kill spinning around away from the defender and going near the uh, sideline in the end zone of that play to make that catch. Uh, th- that had to be one of the coolest catches I've ever seen. Uh, kind of reminds me, uh, uh, in a way, of the touchdown play where Dwayne Bell got his first career touchdown, essentially taking a touchdown away from Tony Gonzalez. I know that that's a, di- a different touchdown play than what happened in this one, uh, but it kind of reminded me of that in a way. Uh, that happened in week two against the Chicago Bears. That was in the 2007 season. That was Bo's rookie season that year. But man, you still had all of these big plays here that the Chiefs made. A lot of big moments in that second half, but that first half, gosh, this offense could not get anything going. Or Early in the game, Patrick Mahomes throws an interception uh, to Dante Hightower and almost took it all the way in the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, and then uh, he threw that second interception. Not really on him. I, I mean, it was tipped around a few times in the end zone. And you got to make something happen right before halftime. Especially when you know you're going to get the ball back to start the second half. You wanted to get something going. And gosh, uh, I mean, did Patrick Mahomes just show up in this second half or what? Like I said, four touchdowns, no picks in the second half. Ended up with two of them in the game. Both of them from the first half. Uh, tale of two halves for sure in this football game. And you look at the way that the, that the Chiefs came out in this football game. Tyreek Hill, look at his numbers. Seven catches, three touchdowns, right now tied for the lead and touchdown grabs. 142 yards receiving through the air. Kareem Hunt, five catches for 105 yards. Travis Kelsey had five catches for 61 yards all in the first half. Uh, didn't do much in the second half because... Tyree Kill came alive in this football game. We saw Sammy Watkins get involved uh, for the Chiefs a little bit, uh, both um, uh, on the ground and through the air, but uh, didn't see much of him. And uh, 
I was wondering where, where these players were in the first half. The Chiefs didn't utilize them. The Chiefs weren't looking for Tyreek Hill much. Uh, they targeted him three times, but he only came away with one grab. Targeted Sammy Watkins just once. And you, I, I was starting to wonder what's going on with this offense. Patrick Mahomes was definitely off when he overthrew Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt on the opening possession for the Chiefs in this football game. And those crucial mistakes right there not only hurt the Chiefs, but that's a momentum shift right there. The Patriots got off to that big lead, that 15-point lead right before halftime, or at halftime, excuse me, and a big part of it, I mean, what if Patrick Mahomes connects in the end zone with uh, with either uh, Hunt or Hill, whichever one he could have connected with on that first drive, he overthrew in the end zone, if you get a touchdown to start things off, it's 7-3, to three, uh, and at that moment right there, or, or 7-0 rather, because the Patriots, they went for it on fourth down on their opening drive and they they missed, they tied it on the uh, second drive of the game uh, uh, that, that they had. Uh, but man, if you start the game 7 to nothing, momentum changes. The game plan changes. Uh, and and uh, we could be talking about a different football game. Who knows? But uh, and I said this on the Facebook Live video. You're not going to get 60 good minutes of football from even the best teams. Uh, I mean, look at the Patriots. They did not play good uh, football for 60 minutes. That third quarter, they got smashed. By the Chiefs, 17-3 to just in the third quarter alone. So you know that you're not going to, and not everything's going to be perfect. And I, and I know Chiefs fans, that feels weird for them because you see how things have gone in this 5-0 and start. I know last week Mahomes did not throw an interception, but still did some good things. And Kareem Hunt came through offensively. So that expectation is there now for Chiefs fans to, ex- to expect this team to essentially have uh, a, a, a perfection or close to perfection offensively and you're just not going to get that every single week but but man if you told me before this game that Patrick Mahomes was going to have four touchdowns two picks for 352 yards and have two pass catchers get 100 plus receiving yards in this football game four touchdowns so I, I was going to say man there's a really good chance the Chiefs win this football game there's a good chance they win Tyree Kill, 142 yards. Man, he, he either he's having a hell of a game or the Chiefs are getting a lot of garbage stats at the end of the game. Hopefully, it's the former and not the latter. And it ended up being the case where the Chiefs uh, did rally back from behind, but they, they at one point took the lead in this football game. And, uh, man, they used everything they, they had almost in this football game. But, uh, I mean, there were moments in this game where I, I wondered to myself, this defense, at some point, they have to make a big play. And they did. Uh, Chris Jones in the first half, granted they didn't recover the fumble, but uh, they forced that fumble on Tom Brady, which they got back. Uh, that was, uh, who was it for the uh, Patriots? One of the linemen, uh, I believe it was uh, David Andrews, the center. Uh, he came through with that fumble recovery, and the Patriots went on to, it was second and 16, but the Patriots still found a way to score on that drive right there. But later in the game, the Chiefs forced a big fumble, and Allen Bailey jumps on, to- uh, on top of it. And the Chiefs quickly scored to cut the deficit. And right there, you knew. And Trayvon Smith, give him some props. He had one hell of a return at one point in this game to put the Chiefs inside the five. A 97-yard return. Trayvon Smith, a rookie, drafted by the Chiefs this year. And, you know, with the loss of DeAnthony Thomas and you're seeing Trayvon Smith out there returning kickoffs now for the Chiefs, perfect guy to, 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 to replace DeAnthony Thomas. So he stepped up when he needed to. Uh, and again, defensively, I know this defense allowed 500 total yards, uh, but they still came away with some plays from time to time. 
But this defense has turned into a big liability. And I was going to bring this up win or lose. I know you guys are saying that I'm bringing this up now that the Chiefs have lost. But I, I this was really the, uh, the, the point for me where I felt like this defense is not showing any signs of improvement. If anything, they're declining. They're taking steps back every single time. And a lot of you guys mentioned during the live videos, and I got tweets about this too, about how this is essentially a Dick Vermeil football team where the Chiefs are going to go out there and put up a lot of points, but that doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win every single time. And that's never something you want to deal with. I don't know what happened to this defense where last year against the Patriots in that kickoff game, they allowed all sorts of yards and that continued all season long. And then it was the offense that completely flipped the switch. I don't know what happened in, in that 2017 offseason where we saw the flip of the switch where the offense is one of the best in the league and the defense is one of the worst after being vice versa the, in previous years. Uh, but man, that's just how it, how it turned out for some reason. And look, I know Justin Houston, he's out right now, but even if Justin Houston was playing, Justin Houston's no longer that 2014 sack artist. He's no longer in that 2014 Pro Bowl form. That Justin Houston is long gone. We haven't seen him in a long time. You look at D Ford. Yeah, sure, he's making plays, and who knows how much of it has to do with the fact that this is a contract year for D Ford. Uh, but he's got to make—he's got to make plays. Breland speaks who the Chiefs drafted. Man, you got to tackle Brady. I mean, not only are you having a hard time uh, tackling Sonny Michelle, but you can't even get Tom Brady down, and he walked it in for a touchdown. I got killed for it too by a couple of Chiefs defenders. But hey, uh, you know quarterbacks uh, are always willing to make that sacrifice to help their team. Get retake the lead, and that's what Tom Brady did. There are there are a lot of things to look over with this defense right now, and a lot of people are pointing the finger at Bob Sun. Let me just clear up one thing: I don't think Bob Sun's doing a good job. I think he is on the hot seat for sure. This could be the final season. Uh, he's a defensive coordinator. However, I'm not blaming Bob Sutton for the poor tackling. There's just no way I can point the finger and say this is on Bob Sutton right here. The, the, the defenders on the Chiefs, if you if we want to break this down, if we want to go, you know, just, just every uh, layer that we want to unfold, let's do that for a moment. The Chiefs defenders are closing in on ball carriers, whether they're pass catchers, receivers, or if it's the running backs. The Chiefs defenders are closing in on these guys, but they can't wrap up and make a damn tackle and force the referees to blow the whistle. They're essentially creating ex- extended plays. For, for opposing offenses. How much of that is truly on Bob Sutton? Sure, it is a coach's job to, to remind them the fundamentals occasionally, but you don't teach defenders in the NFL how to tackle, do you? Because once they're in the NFL, a defender should know how to tackle. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never played in the NFL. I, I, I've hardly played football. I mean, if you want to look at my football resume, I, I played a little bit in middle school and maybe in the backyard. I, I, I've tossed the ball around with a few friends. I, I don't have the NFL experience, nor college or high school. But what I can say, just as a fan of football, and anyone can 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 say this with ease, if you're in the NFL, and sure, there are bad teams and all, but if you're in the NFL, there's a reason why you are playing football professionally. There's a reason why you're playing basketball professionally. You may be the 12th man on the bench of the Golden State Warriors, and you don't get a lot of playing time, and you may may not get playing time on a lot of other teams, but that doesn't mean that you suck. You are in the NBA for a reason, man. Offense or defense, you are in the NFL for a reason. 
You don't teach players professionally how to tackle. I, I, I don't know. Do I have that wrong? Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my horrible opinion. I don't know. But I can't sit here and say that Bob Sutton is the reason that this defense can't tackle. These guys tackled a bunch of times in high school and college. You don't teach that again when these guys, these are guys. Some of them drafted and some of them have been drafted and have played for a long, for a long time. Something's got to be done though. I don't know what that answer is. I, I, I don't know what, what the solution is with this defense. If this And everyone wants to talk about Eric Berry coming back. People want to talk about Patrick Peterson, which there were reports Sunday morning that the Arizona Cardinals are listening to offers for Patrick Peterson. I don't know if two defensive backs, if you trade for Patrick Peterson, and if Eric Berry comes back, and only God knows what's happening with that situation. But let's say you get Eric Berry back and you get Patrick Peterson for next Sunday. Let's, let's just play that game for a moment. I don't normally like to, but let's just do it. Is your defense really going to improve as far as tackling goes? I, I don't know. I really don't know if I can uh, if I can agree with that. People are saying that, look, if Eric Berry's there, his presence will change a lot because of what he's gone through and people will want to rally around him. Okay, I get that, but let's be real here. His presence can't change how pe- how players tackle. You've got to go out there, not just wrap up, but drag them the hell down. And the Chiefs aren't doing that. in this. I was going to say in this football game, but for the season. Last week, great defensive showing for the Chiefs. And I know I was being optimistic and, and perhaps biased when I said this, when I, I said, look, let's hope this defense has turned a corner and maybe figured out some of their woes. But we didn't see that in the, in this football game. Completely different performance. Two sacks on Tom Brady. Both of them uh, were fumbles. uh, Forcing fumbles. So when the Chiefs got to Brady, man did Brady have a hard time against the Chiefs. But Brady had all the protection in the world too. That uh, second fumble right there. I mean, I don't know how long Brady had the football for. Uh, Felt like an eternity. And the fact that the Chiefs even uh, came away with the football on that play felt like a miracle. And listen, I, I you've got to give credit where credit's due. Because the, this defense did make plays. They forced a three and out against the Broncos when they had a, a horrendous game uh, to allow the Chiefs to get the ball back and score on that next drive to take the lead and win the game. And sure, yeah, I mean, the Broncos missed a wide-open player uh, late in the game, but whatever. I mean, that happens. The defense came up big. You know this defense is capable of coming up big. Even against some of the best teams, but gosh, uh, I mean, the, the, the consistency is not there with this football team, especially on the defensive side of the football. Offensively, yeah, I mean, last week, not the greatest showing offensively, and in this first half, we didn't see a whole lot. Patrick Holmes went six quarters without a touchdown pass uh, in the first half of this game against the Patriots and the entire game last week against the Jaguars. Yeah, he did run it in, but it wasn't a passing touchdown. You get the idea. So I'm not exactly sure what what the, what the solution is with the defense because you know the offense is going to show up for you nine times out of ten, or I guess in this case, okay, last week the offense wasn't great, so five times out of six, that's still a pretty good percentage right there, right? I mean, it has to be. They started five and zero for a reason, and I don't know if, if, if anybody 
whether you're listening to this podcast or if if you're a coach on that Chiefs defensive staff, I don't know who has a solution for this defense. I think Patrick Peterson coming to Kansas City and Eric Berry's return, it'll make a difference. The Chiefs defense will improve, but I don't know if it improves by much. And you're starting to see this team not become the bend-don't-break defense. They have their bend-don't-break moments, uh, but in the past years, uh, when they've been one of the best defenses in the league, they've always been the bend-don't-break defense. And now this year, we're seeing them just allow a lot of yards and a lot of points, more than anybody in the NFL. And that's not good. The Chiefs are not going to win a playoff game with this football team. I know that's something nobody wants to hear, but I'm telling you right now, If you play games like this, and listen, you're going to play playoff type of teams like the Patriots in January. And if your defense is not up to, I mean, look, unless you're lucky to play a team like the Titans, who had a Marcus Mariota, who had, what, 15 uh, interceptions and 13 touchdowns, something crazy like that last year, and the the Titans still got into the playoffs. Now, I know how the game went, but still... Unless you're going to play an offense like that, uh, good luck with this Chiefs defense stopping anybody in January because you're not going to. And the Chiefs are not showing any signs of improvement whatsoever. I will say this. I I think a big part on on Bob Sutton, I I think the defensive game plan late in the game and I think you got to give a lot of credit to Bill Belichick. He's always been been praised for this and always coming through in the clutch when uh, when you needed this. But Rob Gronkowski was nowhere to be found in the first half or for almost the entire game. And then in the fourth quarter, gets his first catch, gets another catch, and just completely uh, ends the, the career. Who was it, Ron Parker or Tremont Smith? One of those two on defense. Uh, and then uh, he came away with a wide-open play, burning Ron Parker for 42 yards. And a lot of people. We talked about this on Facebook. A lot of people were saying let him score. Because that way the Chiefs can have time to at least score. And tie it up. Right before the end of regulation. NFL coaches do not coach their players. To let anyone score. You get a stop as fast as you can. And you just hope for a miss. On the next play. Or a miss field goal whenever it's time to kick it. Rather. When Tyreek Hill got that uh, touchdown uh, to uh, tie the game, it was a one-play drive, but everybody said that that 75-yard touchdown play right there, that gave the Patriots all the time in the world. And I disagree because if you look at what happened on that next drive to start things off, it was third and short, and the the Chiefs had a chance to stop the running back behind the line of script, or not behind the line of script, but but behind the first down marker and they couldn't do that and again that goes back to what I've been talking about pretty much this entire podcast with the tackling on this defense I'll tell you what I don't know exactly again I don't know what the solution is but if there's one person that can find a way to fix this it is Andy Reid let me remind you one thing about Andy Reid because even after the 0-2 start in 2014 and the 1-5 start in 2015 this Chiefs team has never finished below 500 under Andy Reid. In fact, they've been above 500 every single season under Reid. And you look at Andy Reid's track record. I know you can you you can say a lot of things about what happened to him in Philadelphia. 
But there's a reason why he went to five conference championship games and a Super Bowl over there. And I know Doug Peterson found a way to bring uh, Philadelphia their first championship in a quicker manner. But what Andy Reid did there in Philadelphia was no joke. Andy Reid's going into the Eagles Hall of Fame one day. No question about it. He has to. He's had a successful track record for a long time. If anybody is capable of finding improvements for this football team, offensively, finding ways to play consistently well, because if the defense doesn't do too well, you're going to need to score a lot of points like you have in this game and in previous games. Defensively, with all these missed tackles and allowing so many yards and points, listen, Andy Reid's been around the game for a long time. He knows how to fix that. He's got to. Special teams, okay, well, uh, the Chiefs haven't had a lot of issues on special teams. De'Anthony Thomas has made some plays. Tyree Kill has made some plays. And then uh, Tray- Traymond Smith, a-, a guy who a lot of Chiefs fans probably have never heard of, unless you follow the Chiefs very closely, which usually if you're listening to a podcast or if you're reading uh, websites like Arrowhead Addict, Arrowhead Pride, all these other uh, sports blogs out there, do, uh, odds are you probably follow teams closer than most fans do. So you probably knew of Traymond Smith. But Traymond Smith came through, so... Special teams right now, you're not seeing a lot of issues there. But Andy Reid's been around this game for a long time. And I'll tell you what, you're coming off a loss and so is Cincinnati. And as Bill Belichick once said after uh, an epic loss to the Chiefs, we're on to Cincinnati. And again, the Bengals are coming off a big loss against the Steelers. One heartbreaking loss too at the end of the game. The way they lose that football game. Never a way any team wants to lose. Uh, But both teams... The top two teams in the AFC coming into week six both suffer a loss and they are both going to play each other in week seven on Sunday Night Football. Chiefs on Sunday Night Football for the second week in a row and someone's going to lose two straight and that's going to make a big impact in the early seeding placements for the playoff picture. And I know a lot of people are going to say it's early but man. Uh, okay, say it's early. We're six games in, folks. We're a third into the season. The football seasons always go by fast. They always do. So at the end of the day, the Chiefs need to figure out what to do in these next six days to get ready for Cincinnati on Sunday night. Because you know you're you're bringing in the other best AFC team. Now, sure, maybe the Patriots have a, a claim in that because they came away with this big win, but the Bengals have been uh, the other best team in the AFC behind Kansas City. Record-wise, at least. So this is a game the Chiefs need. And you look at the playoff picture right now, the Chiefs still are the best team in the AFC, all alone, 5-1. and one, But the Patriots are up there with a 4-2 and two record. The Bengals have a 4-2 and two record. The Ravens have a 4-2 and two record. Steelers are 3-2-1, and one, and they came away with the win over the Bengals. The Chargers have a 4-2 and two record. So you're dealing with a lot of teams creeping up right behind you. That's one, two, three, four, five teams. Miami's also four and two. I didn't mention that. Very fortunate to win their football game, by the way. But you've got five teams with a four and two record. The Steelers have a three, two, and one record. Uh, the tie could benefit them later on, but right now, there are teams creeping up on the Chiefs. All of those teams I just mentioned, including the Patriots who came away with the win against the Chiefs, they're looking at that loss on Kansas City's record, and they're hoping that if the Bengals can come away with a, a, another win, then the AFC completely opens up, and the team like the Patriots that normally struggle 
uh, such as in 2014 and last season. Well, they, I mean, they, they always find a way to get through and come away with that number one seed. So, what does Kansas City do from here on out? Let's see what Andy Reid does following this loss. Again, I know it feels weird suffering a loss like this. I think the toughest thing being a Chiefs fan is we've seen a lot of hope, a lot of false hope too. But when you see starts the Chiefs like the Chiefs have had in 2013, last season and this season, 9-0, 5-0 last year, and 5-0 this year, when you lose, uh, when you suffer your first loss later in the season than most teams, it, it feels weird. You're not used to that. You forgot what that was like. So let's see how this Chiefs football team responds next week on primetime once again against the Cincinnati Bengals. Russell Baxter will join me on the Chiefs Zone podcast this Thursday. Join me for the Facebook Live videos as well during Sunday night's game against the Bengals. Facebook.com slash Farzee Vasugian. That's a Facebook page. Give it a like. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Farzee21. Email me Farzine at FarzineVasugian.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Share them as well. Let your friends know about the Chiefs Zone podcast. Big thanks to all of you guys for interacting with me on social media and listening to the podcast. Always love the interaction with you guys. Uh, And again, like I said, later this week, Russell Baxter will be on with us to talk some Chiefs football. We'll pick his brain and everything uh, he has to say about the Chiefs during their 5-1 start and as they get ready for the Cincinnati Bengals. And we'll also ask him about the AFC playoff picture, who he thinks will come out with the number one and number two seeds going into the playoffs through six weeks. That'll be out later this week. Big thanks once again to you, the listener, for listening. Enjoy your week. Talk to you on Thursday.